Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulahi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. Inshallah, in today's talk, uh, we will talk about uh, the journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, <coughs> as we discussed last week uh, about the farewell uh, sermon of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, the, the Hajj of Rasulullah in which he he gave uh, a couple of uh, khutbahs. We just talked about that last week. And uh, after uh, Rasulullah came back from uh, from the Hajj, uh, there are uh, symptoms that can be okay, that were shown by Rasulullah from by his uh, by his health and as as well as the indicators Rasulullah gave about uh, uh, about Rasulullah being passing away from this dunya. In the, uh, the, the some of the signs were uh, like in the tenth year of the uh, the Hijrah, which was before the Hajj actually. Rasulullah spent uh, twenty days uh, of Atikaf uh, instead of ten. In general, Rasulullah used to spend about ten days in Atikaf, while in the last year. Of his life, he spent 20, 20 days. Uh, so instead of ten days, he spent twenty days uh, of atikaf in uh, in the last year of the hijrah. And in uh, uh, Jibril, he uh, he reviewed the Quran with Rasulullah twice as well this year. And uh, in his last uh, uh, the last Hajj, Hajjatul Wada, Rasulullah uh, in a couple of uh, times he gave the indications like when he said, I do not know whether I will ever meet you at this place once again after this current year. That was kind of a sign that uh, that was the last time Rasulullah was at the Hajj with the Sahaba. And also while he was teaching them the manasik uh, of the Hajj, he said, uh, uh, which means that uh, Rasulullah was saying to the Sahaba, learn your rituals of the manasik by seeing me performing them, for I do not know whether I would be performing the hajj after this hajj of mine. This hadith is reported by uh, Sahih Muslim. And similarly, uh, in the 11th year of uh, the hijrah, which was uh, the, the year Rasulullah passed away, uh, he when he was talking about the fasting of the Ashura, uh, he said, "La'in baqiyatu li ila qabil li asumanna tasa'." Which means Rasulullah said, "If I live till the next year, I would definitely observe fast on the ninth. And the other riwayah by Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu an, he mentioned that uh, when he was talking about tasa', uh, which is the ninth, he was referring to Ashura because uh, the the fast of the Ashura is on the tenth of the Muharram. So. Uh, this was uh, uh, one more sign that Rasulullah was showing that, that that may be his last year. And then uh, the revelation of Surah An-Nasr, where Allah Azza wa Jal uh, 
as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to, to, to do that, uh, ask for istighfar and do the tawbah. So uh, that, that's another way of telling Rasulullah sallallahu that that was, uh, his, his death is approaching. And uh, in, on, the, on the early days of the Safar, uh, the month of Safar, in the, in the 11th year of the Hijrah, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to, uh, went, to, went to the Uhud, the mountain of Uhud, and um, he made the dua for the martyrs or the shuhada of the, of the Uhud. And the way he was making the dua uh, for the shuhada and also the people who were living, it uh, sounded as uh, there was also kind of an indicator towards Rasulullah sallallahu uh, passing away of the dunya. Uh, uh, the dua Rasulullah was making the meaning of that was like this: I am to pre- I am to pre- precede you, uh, and I have been made witness upon you by Allah. You will meet me at the fountain, which is the the Haud uh, Haud Kawthar, very soon. Uh, I have been given the keys of the worldly treasures by Allah. I do not fear for you that you will turn mushrik. Uh, uh, after me, but I do fear the acquisition of worldly riches uh, should entice you to strike one another's neck. And uh, subhanAllah, you can see that today uh, uh, it's not the main issue of the ummah that uh, the people are uh, getting into the shirk, rather, people worship Allah Azza wa Jal. Of course, there are different forms of shirk, shirks are out, out there. But uh, it's not that they are doing the shirk in the sense of uh, worshipping the, uh, the statues, statues or the false gods that directly. Uh, in a different way, they are probably perform- performing the shirk. But uh, uh, when it comes to the main issue of the ummah today, we see is there are uh, fights among the ummah. There are, uh, there's a bloodshed happening within the ummah. There are many Muslim countries which are fighting against each other. And instead of being uh, part of one ummah under one leadership, we've been divided into multiple statelets and uh, they have no power in reality because of being uh, divided like that. Then Rasulullah, uh, another sign of that was Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi uh, uh, one night went to Al-Baqi, uh, the cemetery of uh, Al-Baqi, and uh, he uh, implored to Allah to forgive the shuhada of Islam and he said, uh, uh, basically he sent the salam to the uh, dwellers of the grave, uh, like whenever you enter into any cemetery, you say, you say Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Diyar, Minal Muslimin Wal Mu'mineen. And then may that morning that dawns upon you be more relieving than that which dawned upon the living. Afflictions are approaching them like cloudy lumps of a dark night, the last of which follows the, the first, the last one is bearing more evil than the first. He, he comforted them saying, we will follow you. Meaning, uh, all of us, of course, are going to eventually, going to die. But Rasulullah saying that like this was more of a sign of Rasulullah passing away from the dunya. Then when Rasulullah came back from uh, uh, the cemetery of the Baqi, uh, on the, uh, that was the 29th of the Safar, of the 11th year of the Hijrah, he, uh, he, he fell sick. And uh, he had some headache, he had some uh, fever, and uh, uh, this, uh, uh, when normally when you have fever, you put some sort of a uh, wet cloth on your forehead, and uh, when they were doing that kind of a headband on Rasulullah's forehead, you could see the, the impact of the fever uh, on the head, headband as well. 
And Rasulullah uh, continued to lead the Sahaba in the Salahs for the next 11 days while he was sick. And uh, uh, the, the number of days Rasulullah was sick was uh, either 13 or 14 days. There is ikhtilaf about this issue, but uh, uh, around a two weeks period of time. Uh, the last week while Rasulullah's sickness was going uh, uh, severe, he, he was uh, continuously asking the, his wives, where shall I stay tomorrow? And the way Rasulullah was asking uh, uh, the Umhatul Mu'mineen, they understood that what he wanted, so they allowed him to stay wherever he wished. So Rasulullah moved to Aisha's uh, room. Uh, while he was walking at, at that time, and uh, um, his he had the head he was head banded as he was uh, dragging his feet till he came to uh, to her uh, to her room. And uh, uh, Al Fadl bin uh, Abbas and Ali uh, they they were they were walking along with him. Uh, while Rasulullah was sick and he was with Aisha radiallahu anha, Aisha radiallahu anha, she used to recite uh, Mu'abidat, which, which are the two last chapters of, uh, of the Quran, Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas, uh, uh, on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Rasulullah sallam taught that to her. Uh, and uh, about five days prior to death, uh, which was the Wednesday, because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa passed away on Monday, uh, uh, his temperature w w uh, went up very high and uh, uh, he he fainted and uh, he was going through quite a bit of pain and he asked the Sahaba to pour some uh, water on him. So they did that and they, he, he was seated and they were uh, helping him to pour some water on him. Uh, and then Rasulullah when he stopped him, uh, th then he felt quite, uh, quite better and he entered into the masjid. Um, uh, and uh, he he had still had the uh, headband uh, on his on his forehead, and uh, he sat on the uh, member over there, and he addressed the Sahaba over there, and uh, he reminded the Sahaba saying, "Laantullahi ala Yahud wa Nasara taqazu qubura anbiyaihim masajida." Rasulullah Sallallahu said that the curse of Allah falls on the Yahud and Nasara, for they have made their uh, prophets graves as the places of worship. And, and another rivayah, he said that, uh, do not make my grave a worshipped uh, idol, uh, the place to be worshipped. And then he uh, offered himself and invited the people to repay any kind of uh, injury he might have inflicted on any of them. Meaning he was asking the Sahaba if he harmed them in any way, it's, it's time to come and uh, uh, get the repayment for that. And uh, one of the Sahabi, he came and uh, he mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he owed him, um, I believe, about three dirham. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he asked uh, Fadl to pay for uh, pay, pay him the money. And he, uh, that's one thing. And also, uh, he uh, he when offered, uh, he, he said, he whom I have ever lashed his back, I offer him my back. So that he may avenge himself on me. He whom I have ever blasphemed his honor, here I am offering my honor to, so that he may avenge himself. So Rasulullah wants to make want to make sure with the Sahaba that if there is in any way that he has harmed uh, anybody, Rasulullah was there to uh, to recompense. And uh, Rasulullah also gave uh, very clear advice 
about the uh, Al Ansar. He said, I admonish you to be good to Al Ansar. They are my family, and with them I found shelter. They have acquitted themselves credibly of the responsibility that fell upon them, and now there remains what you have to do. You should fully acknowledge and appreciate the favor that they have shown and should overlook their faults. Uh, and another uh, version uh, that talks about when Rasulullah gave this uh, khutbah, it says a number of believers uh, would increase, but the number of helpers would decrease, talking about Ansar, uh, to the extent that they would be among men as salt in the food. So he who from among you occupies a position of responsibility and is powerful enough to do harm or good to the people, he should fully acknowledge and appreciate the favor and said, Allah, uh, Allahu Akbar, and has, uh, Allah the Great has given a slave of his the opportunity to ma make the choice between whatever he desires of Allah's pro provisions in this world and what he keeps from him in the world. But he has opted the later. Now here, when Rasulullah was talking about the slave, that he was given a, a choice to have the provision in this dunya, uh, uh, or to uh, opt out, uh, which is uh, desires of Allah's provision in this world and what He keeps for Him in the world. So, uh, when Rasulullah so was saying these words, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq he cried and he said, We sacrifice our fathers and mothers for you uh, for your sake. Uh, and uh, 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 Abu Sa'id al Khudri said that we were wondering why Abu Bakr said such a thing. And people said, look at that old man, to, to referring to Abu Bakr Siddiq Rasulullah is talking about a slave who was granted the right between the best fortunes of the world and the bounty of Allah in the hereafter. But he says, we sacrifice our fathers and mothers for your sake. It was later on that we realized what he had aimed at. The Rasulullah was the slave informed to choice. And that uh, Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said that we also acknowledge that Abu Bakr Siddiq was the most learned, learned amongst us. And that's, that's the sign of intelligence of Abu Bakr Siddiq and his company with Rasulullah that he, he understood well what Rasulullah was hinting and right away the very first person he responded back like this, uh, uh, that my, uh, my fathers and mothers uh, for, for your sake. And uh, uh, the, this is the foresightedness of Abu Bakr Siddiq that can be seen not only at this point, but when Rasulullah passed away and after Abu Bakr Siddiq he took the charge uh, after Rasulullah passed away from the dunya. Then Rasulullah said, uh, the, uh, the fellow I feel, uh, talking about that I feel more secure in the company of Abu Bakr Siddiq if I were to make friendship with my uh, with any other one other than Allah subhanahu wa I would have made Abu Bakr Siddiq as, as a friend of mine. For him, I feel affection and brotherhood of Islam. No gate shall be, shall be closed, shall be, shall, shall be kept open uh, in the mosque except that of Abu Bakr Siddiq. That's the, uh, the greatness of Abu Bakr Siddiq uh, that can be seen even at the uh, life, the Rasulullah's life was ending. And uh, Rasulullah also mentioned about Abu Bakr Siddiq that he had paid off everybody's. Uh, that's except Abu Bakr Siddiq in the sense of uh, how, ma how many favors Abu Bakr uh, did to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So uh, four days prior to uh, uh, the death of Rasulullah sallallahu which was the Thursday uh, before Rasulullah passed away, he said to the people um, while he was suffering uh, from severe pain, "Come here, I will cause you. Uh, I, I will cause you to write something so that you will never fall in error." 
Now he was going through a lot of uh, uh, pain and uh, and sickness was uh, uh, illness was getting severe and severe. Upon this, Abu Umar al-Khattab said, "Rasulullah is suffering from uh, uh, from pain, and you have the Quran with you. That's sufficient for you, um, because Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did not know uh, he was uh, did not know how to write. And upon that, Umar al-Khattab was saying that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying these words." Uh, the, uh, don't worry about that. You have Quran that is sufficient for you. And others, however, wanted to, the writing to be made. Whatever Rasulullah SAW want to write or, uh, or want, want somebody else to write. When Rasulullah SAW heard about them uh, arguing about the subject, uh, he ordered them to go away and leave him, uh, leave him alone. Uh, that day, he uh, recommended three things, uh, as reported by, uh, by by the Hadith. One was he said. The Yahud Nasara and the Mushrikeen should be expelled from Jaziratul Arab. So that, that's a command about specific to Jaziratul Arab that there's uh, no other deen is allowed except Islam over there. And second, he recommended that delegations should be honored and entertained in a way similar to the one he used to do. The third one, the, the, the reporter reporter he for, forgotten. And uh, it is mentioned that it could have been about uh, adherence to the Quran Sunnah, or it was likely about uh, about the Usama bin Zayd of the Allah army that uh, that goal should be achieved, that he should be sent to lead the army. That we talked about uh, uh, the Farwa radiAllahu anh, who was killed by the uh, Byzantines, uh, and uh, to take the revenge of the, the blood of the Muslim that was shed by the Byzantines. And also the very same people uh, they fought uh, his own father Zaid bin Haritha uh, in the in the battle of Mota, where he he was martyred. Okay, uh, it could have been, uh, or it could have been about the salah and uh, being attentive to uh, the right hand possession. In spite of uh, uh, the, the, the the disease and the pain that Rasulullah was going. Going through, he continued to lead the salah until the uh, Salatul Maghrib of the, thir- the Thursday, which is four days before the salah, uh, before he passed away. And uh, the last salah that he he led uh, uh, among the Sahaba while he was uh, still sick was Salatul Maghrib of Thursday, and he recited the Wal Mursalat Arfa by the wind. Uh, or the angels or the messenger of Allah sent forth one after another. This is the surah that he was reciting. That uh, Sahaba reported that as well. And uh, in the evening of Thursday, Rasulullah's sickness uh, or the illness continued to grow, and he he got uh, his health got uh, worse and worse. And uh, even uh, Rasulullah was at that time. He will, he came. Uh, he he asked Aisha radiAllahu anha if the people have prayed, uh, performed their salah, which was salat Isha, because Rasulullah hasn't prayed Maghrib, but he did not pray Aisha yet, and she said no. And uh, they, uh, so Rasulullah she she mentioned that they are waiting for you. So he asked to pour some water on him, water on him. So uh, he uh, we, we we did as Aisha mentioned, uh, as he ordered. So he washed and wanted to stand up, but he fainted. When he came uh, came around, uh, came back and he asked again if they prayed and they said no they are still waiting for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then the same sequence of things happened and the third time the same thing happened and then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he commanded that Abu Bakr to uh, lead the salah 
And uh, three or four times, actually Aisha radiallahu anha, she was trying to make excuses for Abu Bakr to lead the salah. One of the excuses that was mentioned in the riwayat was Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he recites Quran, he, he cries. Uh, so you should get somebody else. Abu Bakr is, uh, is soft, so ask somebody else to lead the salah. And upon which Rasulullah said, you women are like the women who try to entice Yusuf into immorality. Convey my request to Abu Bakr to lead the prayer. That does not mean that Aisha was compared in that sense of the kind of a thing that women of, uh, uh, of Yusuf, the, in the time that uh, those women tried to do with the Yusuf It was more of a Rasulullah was pointing to Aisha that what she was saying uh, was more towards uh, uh, thinking of it could be uh, difficult for Abu, Abu Bakr to take the leadership in the sense of the, maybe people w- w- would not like it. And uh, so what she was trying to say was more to protect uh, her father, Abu Bakr. And uh, uh, a day or two prior to the, 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 the death, uh, which is the riwayat mentioned that it was either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, uh, so he was, he, he, f- 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 he got a little better. So he went out leaning on, uh, uh, on two men to perform the, uh, the Dhuhr prayer and Abu Bakr was uh, about to lead the prayer and he pull, pull, he he wanted to come uh, move move away but Rasulullah made him uh, stay there and he sat next to him so Rasulullah was sitting next to Abu Bakr Siddiq an, on the left side of Abu Bakr meaning Abu Bakr was on the right so Rasulullah was leading the prayer actually but Abu Bakr is the one who was raising whenever Rasulullah was saying Allahu Akbar he was raising the voice of Allah, so Abu Bakr was following Rasulullah and Sahaba were following Abu Bakr Siddiq an in this salah. And uh, the day, so this is one of the times where Rasulullah's health got a little bit better. Uh, then a day before his death, uh, on the Sunday, Rasulullah uh, freed all the slaves that he had, whatever wealth he had, which, were, uh, which was about seven dinar, uh, sorry, whatever wealth he had, he uh wealth he got by freeing the, uh, whatever wealth he had he paid off whatever debts he had over the people and uh, he uh, he charitied seven dinar uh, he owned and gave his weapons as a present to the muslims as a gift for the muslims and uh, on the sunday night uh, aisha radiallahu anha she uh, she borrowed the oil from the neighbors to to light the room and uh, even Rasulullah's armor at that time was uh, was uh, left as a rahan, as a as a mortgage, as a security deposit with the Yahudi from uh, because it was t- about thirty sa uh, of the barley was taken from him. Uh, so that was uh, uh, the time when Rasulullah passed away, the best of the creation uh on the face of the earth and he was at even at that time he was a ruler of the whole jaziratul arab and uh, as a leader that's all he had so he really had barely had had anything and so we can tell that his ruling uh, the purpose of his ruling over the people has nothing to do with uh, the, the the benefit of this dunya or any kind of a material gain that he was after unlike today's any you t- pick any country, any ruler, uh, unfortunately, non-Muslim and Muslim even, uh, and we find that all of them are after uh, all sorts of benefits of this dunya. Well, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
showed from his life the only purpose that he was ruling over the people because that's a command of Allah Azza wa Jal for him and the generations coming after Rasulullah this is why we find the, the, the best of the generation, the Sahaba uh, the, the after, after Rasulullah passed away they followed the same example and, uh, and Islam spread across the known world within a very short period of time uh, and they were not after the riches of the world rather the main purpose of spreading the Islam was to take the people out of worshipping the slaves of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and bring them back to worship the creator of the, the, the whole universe which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the main purpose of that Rasulullah was and we can see that by even the belongings that he had after when Rasulullah passed away. And it's not that the Muslims did not have wealth or something at that time. The, the people had a lot of wealth especially after the Fath Makkah we can see that the riches were started coming uh, to, to, towards the Muslims and uh, Islam was spreading and in every sense from the perspective of the numbers were increasing and, and also the the life was getting better and the, the riches started coming at that time already. Anyway, so uh, the, going back to the last day of Rasulullah when he was uh, alive, uh, there's a hadith reported by Anas bin Malik says, while the Muslims were performing the Fajr prayer on the Monday morning, and Abu Bakr Siddiq was the one who was leading the Salah and uh, uh, they were surprised to see Rasulullah raising the curtain uh, of Aisha's room, uh, the Hujr of Aisha and uh, he looked at them while they were praying uh, aligned properly and he was uh, very cheerful, his face was very cheerful, he was smiling uh, and uh, seeing him, Abu Bakr Siddiq, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq an, he tried to pull himself out of the line again and give way to him to lead the salah for because he thought that Rasulullah wanted to go out and pray and Anas uh, said the Muslims were praying uh, were so delighted that they were almost to uh, uh, to break their prayer so Rasulullah can come and join them. Rasulullah from his hand gesture uh, asked them to continue the salah and he went back into uh, the room of Aisha radiallahu anha and uh, that was the last prayer Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he lived for because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa passed away before the Duhur time. When it was daytime Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked Fatima the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was the only child of Rasulullah was alive at that time and told her something in privacy and when she heard what Rasulullah sallallahu said she started crying. Uh, then he said some, whispered something again in her ear and she started laughing. Aisha radiallahu anha, she asked afterwards about that what Rasulullah uh, said, Fatima's reply was the first time he, he disclosed to her about uh, that uh, he will not recover from this illness and she started crying. Then he told, told, uh, told Fatima that uh, Fatima would be the first of his family to join him so she smiled. And he also told Aisha radiallahu anha that, oh, sorry, Fatima radiallahu anha that uh, she is the Sayyidat al-Nisa, meaning the, the, the lady of all the women of the world. And uh, Fatima radiallahu anha, she witnessed how her father was going through the pain and um, she said, what great pain my father is in. Uh, and when Rasulullah heard these words, he said, he, uh, he talked about himself that he will not suffer any more pain uh, after today, uh, when today is over.
and then he asked uh, Al Hassan and Hussein uh, to be brought to him. He kissed them and recommended that they would be looked after. Uh, and he, then he asked his, uh, to to see his wives. They came and he preached them and to uh, and told them to remember Allah Azza wa Jal, and that uh, the day pain grew more severe, and uh, uh, he, and he said that he can see feel the pain that was uh, feel the pain of the uh, of the food that was served to him by one of the Yahudiya uh, women who tried to poison Rasulullah sallallahu so he, he uh, in Khaybar and he said that he could, he could t- taste that uh, so, so some of the scholars even uh, go to the even to that extent and they say that Rasulullah sallallahu actually passed away because of the the, the same poison uh, that um, the, 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 the Yahudiya she tried to give to Rasulullah tried to give to Rasulullah sallallahu now uh, when uh, the pain was uh, increasing in Aisha radiallahu an, anha she was uh, he, he was leaning to to Aisha radiallahu anha so he was uh, he 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 was looking at uh, the siwak uh, which is a uh, which is like a stick that you use to uh, to brush your teeth and uh, when he was looking at uh, the uh, the thick uh, Aisha radiallahu asked if he he wanted to brush his uh, teeth or he wants to use the siwak and Rasulullah said an affirmation that yes and then uh, she she gave uh, the siwak to Rasulullah and she softened uh, the the, the siwak with with her own teeth uh, and the hadith mentions that uh, uh, that Rasulullah brushed uh, brushed his teeth, and he was uh, he was remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. He uh, after he brushed his teeth as much as he could have, and uh, he was remembering Allah Azza wa Jal and asking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, for his rahma. And uh, one of the things that Rasulullah was repeating over and over, and that was his last words, as reported by Aisha radiallahu anha, because. Uh, uh, he was leaning to Aisha, and when he, when he passed away, his last words were "Allahumma rafiqul ala," which means that uh, Allah is the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the the, the highest uh, uh, friend. And uh, now, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he uh, took the last breath at that time between the the Fajr and the Dhuhr prayer, um, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu was about sixty three years old. To think to remember Rasulullah was the best of the creation uh, uh, Allah created and is the best among the human beings. Uh, even him, he had to pass through, go through, uh, go through the death, which is as Allah Azza wa says, "كل نفس ذائقة الموت وإنما توفون أزلكم يوم القيامة فمن زحزح عن النار وأدخل الجنة فقد فاز وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور." That uh, everyone shall taste death. So even the best of the creation, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, had to go through that. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And only on the day of resurrection shall you be paid your, your wages in full. And whosoever who has removed himself away from the fire, and enter into Jannah, he is successful for sure and the life of this dunya is only enjoyment and deception uh, a deceiving thing when Rasulullah passed away uh, the the reaction of the Sahaba 
was uh, uh, it it varied. Uh, when we talk about Anas bin Malik radiallahu and he mentions about the day, uh, as he said that I have never witnessed a day better or brighter than that on which Rasulullah came to us, meaning came to Medina. And he said, and I have never witnessed a more awful or darker day than that on which Rasulullah passed away. And uh, um, when, Fat- when Rasulullah passed away, Fatima said, O Father whom his Lord responded to his supplication, O Father whose abode is paradise, O Father whom I announce his death to Jibreel. Umar al-Khattab at that time, his response was uh, very severe actually. He was stunned and uh, he almost lost his consciousness. And he stood before the people and he started saying, some of the munafiqeen, they claimed that Rasulullah passed, uh, he died. And uh, he said the Messenger of Allah did not die but went to his, uh, his, uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same way as Musa bin Imran did. He stayed away for 40 nights but uh, finally came back though they said he had been dead. By Allah, Rasulullah will come back and he will cut off the hands and the legs of those who claim his death. And in the reports talk about that, Umar Khattab said whoever says that Rasulullah died, he will chop off his head. And uh, one report about Uthman talks about that he became silent. He was not talking to anybody. And uh, about Ali, it says that he went to the house of Fatima and he uh, uh, he just kept himself over there. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, actually he was uh, away from the house of Rasulullah when this Rasulullah uh, passed away. So when he came back to the uh, came back when he found out about Rasulullah and uh, he dismounted from his uh, from his mount and uh, he talked uh, to nobody. He went directly uh, to the uh, to Rasulullah where he passed away and uh, he saw Rasulullah he was covered in his uh, Yemeni mantle. Uh, he uncovered his face and he, uh, he, he kissed him and cried. Then he said that I sacrificed my father and mother for your sake. Uh, Allah verily will not cause you to die twice. You have just experienced the death that Allah had ordained. Then he went out and Umar, he heard it, saw him talking. He said to Umar to be seated. Umar refused to do that. People moved away from Umar now when they saw Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu And he said, and now he who worshipped Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad is dead now. But who Allah, worships Allah? He is ever living and he, he never dies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ فَإِنْ مَاتَ أَوْ قُتِلَ أَنْ قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَقْرَبِكُمْ وَمَنْ يَنْقَلِبْ عَلَىٰ أَقْرِبَيْهِ فَلَنْ يَضُرَّ اللَّهَ شَيْعَ فَسَيَجْزِ اللَّهُ الشَّاكِرِينَ Muhammad sallallahu is not more than a messenger and indeed many messengers have passed away before him. If he dies or is killed, when you, uh, will you then turn back on your heels as believers and he who turns back on his heels not the least harm will do, he, he do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give you reward to those who are grateful. This is an ayah that was, this is from Surah Al-Imran. Uh, this ayah was revealed actually uh, uh, in the time of Ghazwat al-Uhad. And in this Ghazwa there was a rumor 
about Rasulullah have been killed. And Allah Azza wa Jal reminded the Muslimin about this, that Rasulullah will die. Uh, uh, he, uh, like um, all the messengers before in the past also. Ibn Abbas says that Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he recited this ayah, it sounded as, as if people had never heard search this ayah till Abu Bakr recited uh, as a reminder. It's not that they did not know the ayah, they knew the ayah. But it struck them that this is the reality now, the Rasulullah that, that really gave them the affirmation about the news that Rasulullah passed away. And uh, uh, Ibn al-Musayyab says about Umar al-Khattab, uh, he said that Umar al-Khattab said, by Allah, as soon as I heard Abu Bakr say, uh, say it, this ayah, he said, I fell down to the ground. I felt as if my legs had been unable to carry me, so I collapsed. When I heard him say, only then I did realize that Rasulullah really died. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. And uh, uh, so, inshallah, we'll stop here for today's talk. Uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, next week's talk, we will cover the the burial of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, and the situation, the uh, a vacuum that was created after Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, passed away. How the Sahaba gathered in. Uh, in Saqifa, uh, Bani Sa'ida, and uh, they elected uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq an, as the as the Khalifa of Rasul after Rasul passed away, uh, and that's an important event uh, that led to Abu Bakr to take the leadership uh, for us to understand, so we can understand how uh, the leadership uh, or the Amir al-Mu'mineen is supposed to be elected to rule over the Muslimin by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and especially because of today's reality that we are in and everybody just talks about uh, uh, participation in the voting system that's going on and the uh, people try to compare that with the election system in Islam. So inshallah next week will be the last uh, session for the CR session we started about a year ago. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the burial of Rasulullah and the uh, election process of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu So we'll stop here inshallah if there is any question or comment about the subject that's covered today inshallah I'll try to answer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.